What's up? What's up? What's up, everybody? Don't steal my shit no more. I didn't hear you snap. Your little punk ass snap. <laughs> what up, what up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Cultivated Ignorance. I am Will, the hostess with the most. Oh, your hostess. That, that's that's accurate. Yeah, you got it. Oh, it's H O H O S T E S T. You said what you meant. You said what you meant. Hostess. <laughs> <laughs> Good to see y'all again, man. We back at it. Another episode, another episode of Cultivate Ignorance. Um, yeah, I'm excited. Well, how you doing, man? You good? I am living, my brother. Well, we got living. We're still on this quarantine work schedule out here. Oh, it's lovely. Wake up 7:55, go to work at eight o'clock, baby. <laughs> Brush my teeth about 20, 30 minutes into my shift. <laughs> Intermittent naps throughout the day. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa! We don't do that now. Yo, bro, come on, man. You, your boss ain't watching. You can, you can. No, I don't do that. Right. I'm a model employee, even though I'm working from the house. A model sleepy employee. Nope, I don't know nothing about oh. that. <laughs> what's up, everybody? Coming in, Jonesy, Star, Mike. What's up, y'all? What's up, Dom? Um, what we got a good show. Yeah, we got a good show down tonight. We talk about money and marriage. If millennials out here getting money getting married for love anymore or if we just trying to get paper chase and get with somebody who can hold us down um will has been married for several years now to his sugar mama who supplies his entire lifestyle um he's loving it eating baby i'm eating that's all that's important we (laughs) hold it down during this corona thing (laughs) he's doing this thing um we did want to let y'all know real quick though like a couple couple things number one Tomorrow night, what we got going on tomorrow night, Will? Do the people tomorrow know? Night, we are doing the, another pre-battle. Pre-battle. Now, I know uh, everybody saw me slay Mike in the first one. Okay. We're going to start <laughs> with lies. Uh, no, nah, man, tomorrow night we're doing another pre-battle. This is especially nostalgic for all the people who uh, was in high school and grew up in the early 2000s. Oh, Bro, this time we bringing you Nelly versus Ludacris in the pre-battle. Mm. Um, I'm gonna be repping the Saint Lunatic himself, Nelly. Mm-hmm. Mike gonna be repping uh, Ludacris back for the first time. I kill him. Oh, kill him. I already know I'm gonna kill him. You <laughs> <laughs> must be crazy. Not a competition. Must be crazy. Nelly had his, um, and I'm gonna out hit you again. So I'm telling you my tactic from the jump. Whatever. Um, yeah, what man, up? it's going to be great, man. Y'all got to join us 6.30 p.m. tomorrow night. We're going to be in full attire. Mike going to braid the dreads up. Well, I'm not promising anything. <laughs> <laughs> Mike going to wear a little cap. He going to wear a lace front with braids. A lace front? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be in full uh, full uh, vocal attire um, <laughs> with a grill and Air Force Ones on. But if you find a grill for tomorrow's battle, I will concede <laughs> concede the victory. <laughs> if you get a mouthpiece, I'm going to spray paint it silver. All right, no, no. I want an actualized <laughs> grill. Authentic. Nah, man, it's going to be lit, man. I'm, I'm going I'm to win again as I won the first time. Um, wow. I was going to play this earlier today. The shit was just pure fire. I had old white people I was dropping pies, like, just going crazy. <laughs> no, they weren't. <laughs> yes, they weren't. That was, that, that was that skit off word of mouth. That was not real white people. No, brother. They reenacted the skit. <laughs> um, it's just going to be oh, amazing. Man, so if y'all enjoyed the first one, man, and even if y'all didn't catch it, please tune in tomorrow. 
6 30 p.m uh we'll be back with all the jams from some of our favorite artists when we were younger so yes please do that and if y'all and if y'all keep liking them man we're gonna keep doing we're gonna keep doing it i know y'all love it y'all, y'all was lit last time y'all be lit tomorrow too um <laughs> that's gonna be dope and then one more quick announcement um we are moving our ignorant reviews in case you don't already know we've been reviewing our favorite tv shows um movies music all that good stuff for a while now we just started doing ignorant reviews as its own segment we are moving it to the patreon as exclusive content since we didn't got y'all warmed up and um we're moving it to the patreon now you definitely want to sign up right now you can you can see these episodes for as little as five dollars only five dollars a month oh uh, you really want to start now because we're about to go in on this new insecure episode with will's girl molly then lost mm-hmm. her whole damn mind mm-hmm. i don't know what the fuck are we calling her my girl that's my little side chick or whatever you're not gonna call molly my side chick I, I can't much. take her 24-7. All the selfishness and stuff, I can't, uh, I can't fully rock with. She was, in my opinion, doing so, so somewhat well, but this last Sunday hurt my feelings. Molly lost it. Uh, I, I, knew, I knew Molly wasn't doing well at the car incident, at, at the parking spot incident. You you know what you are? You're the person that never want to give nobody um, credit for nothing at, at any times. So no, they I'm, do just fuck a, the- I'm just the person who sees... A repeated behavior and very little growth. <laughs> so I'm going to trust the repeated behavior over the little eensy weensy amount of growth I've seen so far. That's how growth happens. You didn't... <clears throat> well, whatever then. Whatever then. <laughs> Do you like your mama? Whatever then. <laughs> My mama don't say whatever. My mama love me. She don't do that to me. Yeah, she do. But she ain't got time for arguing with you. Yeah, she don't be having time sometimes. All right, man. Um... I don't know if we want to just jump into the topic. So you got any current events you wanted to bring up real quick? Nah, man. Ain't All shit right, going on but this Rona, baby. Y'all, Rona. y'all let these governors and Donald Trump tell you it's okay to go out there. You done fucked up. Bruh. You done fucked up. It's party time. We got here. Don't go out time. there. I was looking at the stats yesterday. 1.24 million cases. What that was like that was that was a couple months ago, right? No, nigga, that was yesterday. That was that was old cases, right? <laughs> no, nigga. Okay, so as of as of May the eleventh, one point four two million cases confirmed in the United States. Eighty four thousand deaths. United States, what America? Yes, nigga, that's America. <laughs> United States of North America. You go right here. <laughs> United States to South America. Okay, well, that's yeah. not even us. Don't let them boys fuck you up and think it's okay to uh, go outside. Um, I mean, you know, be wary, guard your mental health, and um, act accordingly. But at the same time, don't be too consumed by the media. Just you know, don't immerse yourself and just you know. No, you believe the media, believe the hype. No, I'm saying like you gotta you gotta watch your consumption of the shit. Like it can be very. No man, summer is canceled, niggas. Summer is canceled. Save your money, stay at the house, (laughs) pay off some of that debt y'all up your eyeballs in. Do pay off your debt. That does that's a great tip. <laughs> that's a great tip. We have we got we have an episode about that because we me and Will are trying to do something about our um just, just our wealth out here. There you Make go. Call it what it is. Absolutely. So all right, man, we can get right into it. Um before we talk about the whole money and matrimony episode um stuff, uh Will's boy Takashi, six nine. Goat Goat James. My man is out here. If you don't already know, Takashi went to jail a couple of years. It was about a year or so back. Um, yeah. Thought it was a rap from a man's. 
Um, he got a whole mix up with a whole, he apparently he put a hit out on somebody. He was doing a whole bunch of gang shit. Um, out here robbing people, whatever, whatever. Went to jail. Was facing up to forty years. He thought it was a wrap. My man went to jail and told on everybody. Everybody, everybody. <laughs> Nigga, um, everybody. <laughs> told on not only the crew he was running with, but um. Just people who I didn't even know had anything to do with anything. Like I think he told him like Cardi B. He told him um, Jim Jones. <laughs> Jim Jones. <laughs> the the bailiff stole a donut. He told him the bailiff. Like it just everybody got it. <laughs> and um, my man is out here on, on quote unquote house arrest, but came out, put out this video. Um, I forgot the name of the show. I haven't even watched the video to be honest with you. Um, it's it called Gooba. Gooba. This man <laughs> straight put out Gooba broke a YouTube record. And the Instagram live record in one day, um, as if people don't even care that this man is straight. Like he's a proud snitch. Like he before he officially got home, my man. I don't really his. think he's a proud snitch. No, I think he's he proud. just. I think he just like puts every villain hat on that he can. Like anything that he knows people gonna hate, he just says, "Okay, I'm with it." Like. <laughs> so you think it's like is it like a form of like so oh, he's super trolling? Like he's the biggest troll ever. And it's like a mo like a move of like um this is defense mechanism basically is what you're saying. No, it's a marketing mechanism. Well that too. That that's working. <laughs> it's working. My man is my taking man, the my, B my man is taking the B rabbit route. And if y'all say anything bad about him, he gonna expose it himself. <laughs> so you yeah, he's he's against you. Um so what were just your general thoughts, man, on just this man just coming out here? I thought, like I said, I was just when I heard he was getting out of jail, I was like, what is he gonna rap about? Ain't nobody gonna believe him. He ain't gonna get no like it's just gonna be a watch. Like he's just gonna try to do something and he's gonna be like, Yeah, I remember that guy, he's trash now. And that's gonna be honest, a rap. Man. I'm gonna be honest. It doesn't matter what he raps about, because all I hear is energy over beats. Basically. So <laughs> as long as he keeps delivering that, like I think people are gonna keep vibing with it. But even I that, can't like, tell he, you hardly none of uh Takashi's lyrics. I can't tell you, but I just know it's a whole lot of gang shit. And I'm that shit sound fire. That's just <laughs> That should be sounding fire. I mean, what does it say about like the current state of hip hop though? Like I was telling you, I feel like back in the golden age or quote unquote golden age, if it came out that like, you know, Jay-Z or Nas or whoever like just snitched on his old crew and tried to come out here and rap, like, would he even be have a career anymore? Would he even be considered the GOAT right now, the way hip hop was looked at back then versus now? Fuck like, no. But it's a different time. And I think I don't know if people, I don't know if people have like high standards anymore for like the authentic authenticity of rap. I don't think people care. I think people digest it as entertainment, especially since the fact that a lot of these niggas now don't be talking about nothing except for partying and drugs. Right. <clears throat> you know, I think people just uh, listen to it without much thought. The same reason lyrical rappers ain't as popping as they are that, as they used to be. You know, especially well, more so mainstream, but mm. you know, bro, if it if it bops and I ain't got to think about shit, <laughs> let's, let's rock it. You know what I mean? Like I can't, I can, I can't knock them for being a snitch because I would have told them all them niggas too. And if any one of you niggas watching this stream right now do some illegal shit, I'm telling on your ass. You know, let them look, come to me. That's one thing I know for sure. If I do some some dumb shit to go to jail, or oh, you don't, like, you go to jail. Me. You done fucked up with me. <laughs> what kind of friend is that, bro? He's supposed to. Bruce, 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 what kind of friend is going to plea out? 
I'm a plea out. <laughs> You're gonna be in there. You're gonna be in there. <laughs> I would be free. Who is debating about man? Is like, do you think people collectively actually know that the music is not the music quality is not good? Even though that's all subjective, but like, you think everybody bopping this music like Future, Lil Uzi Vert, this guy Takashi. You think everybody like collectively actually knows that music is not good, but they they we celebrate it so much that it's still a booming industry anyway, for whatever reason. So you're saying that the rappers themselves know that they're putting out bad product. Well, that's a question too, but I'm talking about us as the consumers. Do the consumers know that the product is not actually obviously quality? not? Obviously not. <laughs> I mean, I mean, if it's getting played, obviously we don't know it's trash. Obviously, some people don't know it's trash. Then the question comes like, is it trash or just is just not made for us? Because like young people, you know, they got they own they got a whole new vibe that and we can't deny the beat. The production is like out of this world. Like it's just I don't know, but at least for me, at least mm. at least for me, like I I find I like Vert. Like you know what I mean? I think I think the music is so subjective that you can't call it low quality. You know, because there's always going to be somebody rocking to it, unfortunately. <laughs> what do you say, unfortunately? Like, if people, because I know that people enjoy Cause, it. Because just... the old, because the old nigga in me is coming out, and it's just some <laughs> shit just bad. That's it. And shout out to Thad. He's producing the episode for us once again. He said it's them young folks and the programmers. Um, that's my main thing is, like, I don't, have a, I don't have an issue with, you know, music being the way it is. I don't really listen to radio myself. But I do think it's an imbalance as far as like the substance that's being, you know, subject matter in the music. Like I would love to see better subject material in the radio <laughs> play. You require that. I mean, you're asking too much, man. Well, my asking too it much. Takes so much thought to listen to lyrics. It takes okay, it takes there is a process that I have to go through. See, for me, I listen to music sonically first. Like, does it sound good? And then, you know, I might catch some lyrics here and there, this, that, or whatever. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. But then the second playthrough, boy, that's when I catch the lyrics. So, but I'm telling you, boy, if it don't catch my ear the first time, what you literally go out the door. As far as radio play, you're getting all all the sonic, like, ear-catching shit right now. You're only getting that right now as far as radio play. So you can't balance the scales a little bit. That ain't right, man. What ain't right? That ain't right. That ain't right, man. Nicki Minaj is the greatest rapper of all time. Who? Who? Nicki Minaj. Uh, who else in the top? Drake, Tussie Slide, one of the greatest songs of all time. I'm about to cut your video. I got control over the video. I can cut this shit off. I know you. I know you did that punk ass shit earlier. <laughs> um, bro, but like, man, let these little niggas rock, man. I'm fine with that, but at the same time, like with Thad's point about the programming, like when you're feed, when you're constantly fed these messages, it does do something to your your brain. Like we can't deny that. Like it sinks in. You start to feel like you can relate to it. You start to, you know, engross that in your everyday behavior, and that's what I think is detrimental. Like it just needs a little balance. Just a little balance. A little. We have great musicians out here, and then thanks to the internet, we still have access to these musicians. I'm not saying there's no good music out. I'm just saying, as far as like the radio goes, and I don't even know how much the kids listen to the radio anymore, but like we can just balance out what's getting the main play a little bit yeah. more. 
Just what a wee bit. No, we good. Let these little niggas rock, man. <laughs> I'm fine with that. So, I mean, what do you, you? So you, I know we talked before. You said you don't really see it ever that ever happening. What I'm proposing, like you know, because I said I feel like because history repeats itself, we can kind of tilt the other way down the road. <laughs> no. To where this stuff kind of gets played out no. when this generation gets older, and they want when this generation gets older, they'll be. I hope they'll be like us a little bit, care more about lyrics. But uh, I can't really expect much from, you know, Soldier Boy that came out in 07, they ain't too far behind us. And that nigga owned the world for about two years. <laughs> so, yeah, I remember I remember Soldier Boy came out right when I started getting, quote unquote, like, you know, woke onto conscious rap. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I hated Soldier Boy when he first came out. I was like, what is this? This is not to live quality. Get this shit out of here. And um you can get them raucous niggas out of here, I'll tell you that much. Whoa, fam. Whoa. Raucous recognition. Talib quality. Um, that's, that's the only most deaf back in them days. You piece of trash. Um I I count common uh the common with the with that with the hat on, that little stupid ass hat he had on. That was a raucous nigga back then. No, but what's crazy about Common is like niggas forgot like Common was super misogynist in his a lot of his albums. Like nigga was and homophobic. Like he was on saying some foul shit. Yeah, them rockin' niggas can go. <laughs> so that's just to say to hip hop. Like, so we just in a generation now where rappers, I mean, we just don't care about rappers having ghostwriters. Like you see what you know pushed it to Drake, even though Drake did lose that battle. Um, did he did it really affect them like that? Because <laughs> <laughs> you know he did, <laughs> but it didn't really matter because his career is booming now more than ever. So people just don't care about ghostwriters no more. Um, obviously, people don't care about snitches no more. Like, is it just? But is that a good thing? Like, is it? Are we, yeah, were we man, just holding let people listen to the shit. Let people listen. That's all they want to do, man. That's all they want to do. You weren't complaining about Gucci in 2003. I'm not. You weren't doing no complaining, man. I'm not complaining about nothing. I'm just asking questions. <laughs> Hey, y'all, high and mighty rockets, nigga. Up there talking about everybody. That's the only you know. Tell you what you say. I used to hate when them niggas come on BET, bro. Oh, God. It was a quote like an old head, like, come here, young blood. Let me, let me put some knowledge on you. You be like, bro. <laughs> nigga, knowledge be spitting, fam. You got to listen to the bars. Uh, and I get this pretty shit out here. You remind me of um, Kevin on stage. He said, um, when they were talking about like greatest rappers, somebody brought up Black Thought, which is my favorite rapper of all time. And he talking about, he talking about when he listened to Black Thought's, you know, EP, um, yeah. his um, solo EP. And the first, you know, the first song is like four minutes of him just spitting, just rapping yeah. his ass off. Ain't no choruses or nothing. He said somebody played it for him. And they was like, yeah, man, what you think? He was like, man, he can rap. <laughs> All right, so I'm gonna go back to the future real quick. <laughs> like it's just I feel I feel everything what people be saying. Like you got to be in the mindset for it. It'd be times I'm not I'm definitely not in the mood to just turn on a roots album because I just want something that just bangs. But I guess that's where we at, man. We're gonna see where it goes from here. Um, we'll go further south. <laughs> further south. We'll see, man. All right. So you ready to talk about this? Money, if people get married for money or they just get married for love, 
Oh, yeah, man. Go ahead. All Go right, ahead, so King. I'm gonna let you rock this episode. No, nah, man. You you the you the hostess with the mostest. That's what you called yourself. Um, actually, this is your topic. I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you introduce it because you this is your shit. Anyways, so me and Mike was having a small debate, and then we had to save it for the show. But um, <clears throat> we we started talking about love and marriage and all this other stuff, and we was and I had the thought process that I think nowadays more people are marrying, uh, or more people are choosing partners as kind of like a business decision instead of just purely for love. Mike was like, nah, 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 it's all about love, this, that, and the third. No. And I was like, bro, but you got to figure in, like, you know, how people can advance the other person, you know, how, how are bills going to get paid, this, that, and the third. Mm-hmm. So I guess we'll I guess we'll toss it back out there since we kind of stopped. Like, do you think that, you know, like modern marriages and relationships are being treated more like business strategies than like romantic commitments? Um. I f- first I felt like it was starting to go towards the business strategy from my personal experience of seeing people because just knowing how millennials are as the studies show like our business biggest setback is just not saving money like we just don't know how to save money apparently um let alone manage it properly so I felt like people were trying to you know get married more so for for money purposes or business purposes because um it just looked at it like it's a secure way out of a bad situation and um, but like I actually did a little poll on my Facebook just to see how people felt or whatever. I had like what was it like twenty one people said like um, romance is the first thing in their mind when considering a potential marriage partner. Mm-hmm. Um, and only like I only had like ten people said like financial security was on their mind, and like a few people said both. But like most people on my on my Facebook was just like, if I'm not you know the romance has to be there first and foremost. And they it was interesting. They said if we connect romantically, if we're compatible, you know, romantically, then we can get to the financial stability through that, which I didn't completely understand. Because I don't, I never equated like, you know, being romantically involved or committed to knowing how to take care of your financial responsibilities of somebody. I never equated to both. But I thought that, that seemed like it was more so financial. I, me personally, I believe like, Marrying for love is nice, you know, but there is, there's an amount of realism in marrying for money and, and also like just the financial security of it all. And I can't speak from a woman's perspective, but I assume women want a certain amount of financial security, you know, at least that's the way it was back in the day. Um, You know, so like, and not just with uh it's all about leveling another person up like i think that's one reason like cardi b and offset are still together despite his constant cheating like (laughs) it's constant obvious cheating it's like they can do they they can do so much for each other on the business on a business aspect of things you know what i mean Hmm. so i don't i don't think it's necessarily wrong i mean there should be a certain amount of love in there you know Mm. love for money you know (laughs) but (laughs) Nah, man, I think that whole idea of just marrying for just love only, that's just stupid. Like, like there has to be some kind of security. There has to be something that that you can rely on your partner for outside of just love. 
Well, I guess when you ask the question, it's more so a question of, of like, as long as that, not that the person is broke, you know, say per se, but do you just put y'all's romantic compatibility over any potential for them to grow down the road? Like they might be just straight right now. They might be good right now. Mm -hmm. But like, so do you pretend, do you look at, you know, the potential for that to grow further or like their ambition to push that further um, when choosing a partner or is it just completely like we're in love and they, they're good. They're, they're a manageable adult right now. So it's good. So I'm just moving forward. I think that's more so the argument versus like just finding somebody who's just broke and you just fall in love with just, it's hard to fall in love with broke people, I guess. I don't know, man. I don't, I don't know, bro. Ask Issa. <laughs> ask Issa if love will get you through, uh, and get you through bills and shit. Ask, ask Issa about it. But Issa wasn't, you to my, um, <laughs> with Lawrence. Lawrence yeah. was always broke though. Lawrence, been, when was Lawrence had money? What was that? I feel like he wasn't. No, he, he didn't start out broke. He didn't. They didn't get together with him being broke. Did they? I thought they went from college to relationship. But and like, I, and if and if he was in college, that nigga was broke. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I gotta go back and see. But I, I mean, even in even, college, like, even still, that nigga was broke, and it was a turn off for her. But it wasn't more so so much him being broke as just the lack of ambition. Like he just wasn't trying to get he wasn't trying to get better at all. He was just broken, just broken as that well. Nigga said he, that, that nigga said he was working on his app, bro. I don't know what to tell you. He wasn't though. <laughs> <laughs> that's not, that's the problem. I, I I can't tell you outside of he was working on his app. <laughs> so he was well, I think that's a good example of it, man. Like um, they love each other. But there was on, certain What's up? I think, oh, I think Star says she's trying to call in. I, I don't, nigga, I don't know. I don't know you. I don't see the call, Star. You might have to call back again. Oh, wait, I see it. Okay. All right. We're going to keep, like, calls to, you know, limited about, you know, five, three, five minutes or so. Just get other people want to call in. Bonjour. Hey. Uh, hey, I had to mute y'all and there's a delay, so I didn't know. Okay, so what's your question? Question was, are people getting married for um, financial stability or to just mainly basing off of their romantic com compatibility with the person? Okay, yeah. Um, are we talking about it just in terms of the show or just in terms of my perspective, what I would do or what I think the consensus is on uh, society right now? More so what you think the consensus is on society and should either one be not necessarily frowned upon, but looked at in a lighter tone. Like, is, is it okay to marry for money? Because I'm pretty sure 95% of people will say, yeah, it's cool to marry for love purely. But yeah. Oh, no, it's absolutely okay to marry for money. <laughs> and why do you believe that? Because... Um, everybody has a different reason for why marriage exists for them. So, you know, nobody has come in and said it yet because I guess I don't, I can't see everybody's comments, but um, the institution of marriage wasn't started because we had romantic feelings for one another because it was understood, especially when families had more of a say in who you married and you were looked at as joining two families together. It was an economic 
institution more so than a social institution. I mean, it, it blended both, but economics was a priority. It still is. And I think um, it to, in today's society, it's more about not either person having more of the finances, even though you do see um, a phenomenon called hypergamy, where it's about dating up. I don't know if it's just about women or females dating up, or it's about either party dating and marrying up into another echelon and income bracket of society. Or, um, okay, so you see hypergamy going on, and that's a whole thing. There's a whole group of people teaching this, how to do this. I think there's some elements that you could definitely apply to any relationship, but I feel like where we are right now economically, it's about each person kind of contributing uh, money and where they contribute best. I see a lot of men talking about how they want a woman to take care of them. They love that idea. And I see that in a lot of black forums where there's thousands of people chiming in. And I see that same rhetoric over and over again. Like, I want me, you know, a woman who can, like, they're turned on. They say they're turned on by a woman who has money, who has status and all of that kind of stuff. So I think Mary, I think we marriage is so difficult and takes so much work, I guess, to keep together. Um, it should not, I mean, love is, you know, you can love a lot of people. You can have warm, fuzzy feelings about a lot of people, but are you willing to put in the work to make that relationship viable? And especially if you're going to do, like, get married, move in together, run a household, you're basically running a type of business where there's income, there's there's money going out, there's assets. I mean, it's a whole thing. So why shouldn't economics be kind of like looked at as a very important aspect of that? And if you want to marry for money, you just know what you're getting into. I mean, you never really know, but you just kind of like, you understand that it's about intention. So that's my mouthful. Do you feel like you, uh, do you feel like you are more okay with people marrying for money because you are coming from the perspective of a woman? Do you think that has anything to do with it? That could have something to do with it, um, but at the same time, there's plenty of men. When you know, when men are also marrying these women who are marrying for money, these men have an I. They know that they're not poor, and they know that the woman knows that. Okay, and they know that a woman who may not even have the level of money that he does dates men of his caliber. So I think that, and I'm not saying he has a great character. I'm just saying of his wealth caliber right so there i think everybody knows like there's plenty of men on these gold digging sites there's plenty of men on the sugar baby sites they want to invest in a woman they want to take care of a woman and they want to use their wealth and share it with somebody and have a wonderful life or or maybe lord it over her head and manipulate her and control her you know who knows what people's reasons are but no one is like going into this game blind you know what i'm saying so am i thinking about it that way because i'm a woman I mean, I, I think I'm coming from the perspective of I would probably more so want to be taken care of financially if I had to choose. But like over time, I've really, you know, business, black women are starting businesses more than any other group of people in the world. So that is a challenge for me. That makes me feel like I should get in that game too and see like how much of a contributor I should be kind of like as a self-development challenge for myself. So I am ambitious in that way, but I would definitely accept being taken care of. And I definitely feel like I would love that. And I would love someone <laughs> who could do that. Like, how could you even love someone or be in love, you know, and be passionate 
about someone who didn't have the means or better yet, didn't want to. I mean, to me, that is just, I think even physiologically, I don't think that that would do it for me. So he, it's not about, oh, you have to be rich and own a mansion. I wouldn't even want to live in a mansion, like too many rooms. But I think passion and ambition is very important to me. And that can show up in different ways for like how I'm attracted to it versus how someone would be attracted to it in me. Right. That's a good thought. Thank you, Star. That was a very insightful. Thank you so much. Okay. Um, appreciate you. That raised a good point in my head. Um, she said, so she was talking about men pursuing women because women are, like you said, the highest um, growing entrepreneurs right now. You think men, like I got to look at the statistics, but wouldn't men be like, if they know they're not making as much, not nearly as much as a woman who owns her own business and doing her thing and just out here thriving, and he, you know, he's he's struggling on a certain level. I feel like more men would be in, too intimidated to even approach that woman. Like, would, could you see yourself pr- approaching a woman that you know you can't provide certain things to? Is that does intimidation play a role in that? I think so. I think it's natural because you would feel like, at least financially, she's out of your league. And for so many men, finances are a big part of uh, how we define our masculinity in a way. You know, our our worth you know, That's our ability to pay and contribute and all that other stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, for me, I would be a little intimidated. I ain't saying I, I ain't going to do it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> still, still <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm still trying to get taken care of out in these streets, you know. <laughs> taken um, care of. <laughs> um, I said, black, yeah, black woman is what I meant. I, I, I guess I didn't say black woman, but yeah, black women are doing that more than ever. And I see, um, I see a lot of black women like just vocalizing how frustrated they are when they do have to quote unquote date down to a guy who's not as successful as, as she is. I see that a lot as well. I just, I would, I would love to look at the studies on um like the actual amount of men that are marrying women who are, you know, more well off than they are and see what that, see how that is. Yeah. Okay. Let me, Make sure I ain't mentioned anything real quick. Um, so as far as women feeling entitled to a man's money, who they're involved with, you wanna you wanna open this up? <laughs> oh, there's some dark shit here. Okay, so <laughs> um, I had recently checked out a podcast. Uh, great podcast, by the way. Horrible decisions. Um, with uh, Weezy and Mandy. Oh yeah. Uh, Great, great podcast. Talk about uh, women empowerment through sexual liberation, all this other stuff. Um, so uh, episode 69, they hosted a guest, Raquel Savage, and she was speaking on the fact that she believed that women should have access to men's money if you are involved in them on any kind of level. Um, if you are giving them your time, you should have access to their money in some form or fashion. Uh, it's, it's, it's really trippy and it's really scary. <laughs> um, you know, I, I think, you know, it's kind of like a unwritten rule that, you know, like a man is going to have to pay out something over the course of a relationship, you know, like on a regular basis, whether it be dates or, you know, food or whatever, you know, just simple stuff. But like, she was like going in, she was like, 
if I'm if I'm fucking with you in any kind of way, uh, I should be able to ask you for a hundred dollars, or I should be able to ask you for money. That's what she said, yeah. Bro, it was so scary. Well, it's scary, man. Cause no, just no, like. <laughs> but at the same time, like I don't, I don't really. I knock it on like. I, I knock it. I knock it. Like well, you, do, you do have to give like the backstory of why she believes what she believes. Do you remember everything she said? I know. She, I I can't remember fully in detail. You better with details than me. So. I remember some of the things she mentioned was like just general. The histor- historical general oppression that men have put on women in general as being a reason. Um, another one was like her, you know, giving all her, you know, this time and energy and effort into being with you um, is all taxing and she should be compensated. And um, those are the, those are the main things. And, um, and also like she expects, like she said, she meant something about expecting dudes to live up to the standard that her, dad made because her dad takes care of whatever she wants and everything so those are just those are some reason and stuff like that and but at the same time like for those reasons like it seems pretty interesting you know and that's all i'm going to give it like i'm just only going to give it the interesting level like it gives me thought i'm not going to necessarily agree with it um but you know for that reason and i kind of see it nowadays like you know, I I keep saying this over and over, but like, if if vagina was available for purchase, it would be sold out everywhere. Like, it would just be off the shelves. Um, because like you see, like these chicks with OnlyFans, Instagram models popping. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I I'm saying this more so on a sexual level. Like, you really see women like harnessing all the power that they have to you know get what they need in a way mm-hmm. you know especially monetarily um so if it's if it's in terms of that like you know i kind of agree with it. i think niggas got to stop uh going so hard on these only fan subscriptions you well, know i never understood people dudes going hard on only fans like like your boy um <laughs> well we ain't gonna shout him out because we might <laughs> we might have him as a guest sometime that would be dope but like it is people who out here straight go hard on women having only fans pages or that you know doing sex work never understood that at all um i guess my thing is more so the the sense of because she did use the word entitled she said i am entitled to your you know finances whenever i want that's the thing that gets me because regardless of you know whatever the next man did to you or whatever men in general have done in society like we are here trying to live just like you. If I'm a single man out here trying to pay my bills, just like you trying to pay your bills, I'm trying to take care of things over here. How would it be, what would make me, what would draw me towards you just feeling entitled to my money when we're just, we're just talking, like we're just dating and not even dating. She didn't say romantically just even, but like we're just in communicating with each other. You tell me I gotta like be okay with somebody else having access to my finances, whatever they want. Um, Meanwhile, I'm, you know, I'm also expelling, you know, that space that you need to, you know, to vent or just to spend time together or and spend the money on dates and stuff like that as well. But like, we're not going to act like, you know, men don't carry, you know, emotional burdens of women. They, they, they pursue sometimes as well. Not that I'm comparing the two, but like, 
it's like who gets to decide who's old what like versus us just be us just coexisting and building towards something together and no nah, fam yeah. <laughs> just no <laughs> it just sounds like it comes off as wanting to be taken care of comes off very early on as like you want me to be your dad and it's like yo i didn't really come here to be your dad like I came here to build something, you know, that we could be parents and be, you know, leave for our children. But like, as far as just taking on a whole nother adult human being, like I didn't really sign up for that. <laughs> you know Bro, you, you're confused about the current power structure in today's society, okay? That's where you fucked up, okay? The power structure, I'm sorry, the power structure in relationships and uh, yeah. social interactions between men and women. Do you, okay. Yeah, do you remember how she described that? That's that was the main that was the main basis of her argument. So, <clears throat> the power. She, well, I can't remember, bro. She said basically, since men make more money, since men have controlled shit for so long, that like she is now entitled to, if she's going to expel her energy on you or she's going to be around you, that she should have access to your money. Yeah, that's what she said. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I do okay. I do want to be clear about this because uh, Star hit the nail on the head. She said, "Um, I think each individual group or party should make their own rules in each relationship." Oh, I will say, if this is something that you need for you know that you you know deem a healthy relationship for you that you or that you even need for yourself, like you should pursue that for sure. I'm not sure how successful because this woman she out here like I don't know what what exactly does she do. I'm not sure exactly what she does, but she's. She's a she's a sex therapist, um, and she also and she also performs sex work. But she was very clear that this applies for even the chicks in the cubicles and working nine to fives. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. She was very clear about that. But Mandy raised like a good point in saying that is this even rational advice to give that average woman because they don't have that same pool that you do, like. If Susie just out here, you know, in the call center or whatever like that, like not popping the way you are, like is that even rational for for her to even put that energy out there towards men and expect to receive it? She got to harness the power of her vagina, okay? Susie got to <laughs> Susie got to utilize all of her womanly essence, yeah, to get these niggas to blow a bag, okay? I just feel like when you put that energy out there early, super early on, like. Is it okay? Finish what you was about to say because I was about to interrupt. Go ahead, go ahead. I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah, you're fine. It's it's almost equivalent to like someone going on a date with somebody, man or woman, and they talking about marriage on the first date. It's like, golly, we just trying to figure out what's going on first. Like, we just trying to see if we even like each other. It's not as I get that, but like, it's not as big of a commitment as like somebody saying like, I'm trying to get married out the gates. Like, it's like, no, these are the ground rules I'm setting. You know what I mean? If you can't get with that, then let's be done after this first date. But best believe, based off what I'm saying, you gonna pay for this meal. <laughs> best believe she ain't yeah. coming out of pocket if she say that shit on the first date. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't agree with it myself, bro. Cause I feel like any man that just is like says okay to that right out the gate is a simp. Like that's just some. What? How do you define a simp? A dude that you can easily get over on. 
And, you know, that's a multitude of ways, and it's hard to define, but a simp, man. It's just a simp, man. You know one when you see one. Like, you simp. Like, <laughs> I mean, you know. So, okay. Yeah, I asked people to find that, because I watched that that clip that um our our mutual friend Jonesy had uh, put us in. And oh. the way he was talking to simp, it just sounded like a dude who just wanted to pay, mo- pay money to a woman to see what he wanted to see. Like, that doesn't sound, I was like, what's wrong with that? That's a transaction. Yeah, basically. But like, yeah, when you put it as someone who just allows themselves to be easily manipulated, I get that for sure. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. The time somebody call in, man, give us your thoughts on what y'all think. Um, I just don't know, man. Just the entitlement, just it just seems like it could turn off so many people. And you just got to be very aware of the energy you're putting out there off top. Because like I said, right now, everybody trying to make it, man. Everybody trying to build something for themselves, let alone like having to take care of a whole other person, like out yeah. the gate. You know what I'm saying? You ain't lying. I don't know. Um, anybody want to call in, give us thoughts? If not, I don't know if we had a second part to this. It was a second. Yeah, it was a second. Oh, I, I did want to ask. Oh, yeah, I did want to ask this. Um should men be considered, you know, good men be considered a hot commodity? Good shit here. <laughs> Nigga, no. It's not how Why? it works. It's not man is, how it works. What if he's trying to do, if he's nope. trying to like nope. all the hurt pain you've been nope. through? And I'm going to tell you why. But. Being a DC human being is just the right thing to do. Giving somebody attention, giving somebody time, making sure they're good. That's just the right thing to do. Okay. No, okay. shut up. You don't get points for that. You don't get points for that. Because even though she's taking your money, she should be doing the same things. What separates it is the value of vagina to penis, okay? There is no value in penis, okay? Zero. Women can enjoy good dick all they want. There is zero value in good dick, okay? But there is. They Nobody's put- buying that shit off... Nobody's buying that shit on the shelves, okay? Bro, nobody. Okay. Shut up. No, if you Shut think it was no, on the shelves, no, nobody. Nobody's you? buying it. I, and I'm gonna tell you exactly why nobody's buying it on shelves because niggas is out here giving it away too freely. That's the exact reason. People will say that same thing about women, though. I don't think so. People would definitely say people like definitely say women are giving themselves away. Because they're not realizing that part. They, that's what Raquel was talking about. She was saying like a lot of women just out here just not getting paid for this stuff because they don't even know their power and they just well, give them away. No, that's no, no, no. That's different than niggas be willing to fuck anything. <laughs> women not getting paid for the for you know women not fully getting out of their coochie what they should be getting out is very different than niggas just giving away dick as much as they can. I'm saying good. Now, first of all. <laughs> A man, I'm not just saying, I'm just talking about, you know, a man doing what he's supposed to do. But I'm talking about going above and beyond. Because you're saying, because I'm hearing a lot of women say that there's no good man, whatever, whatever. That are, this is they lying. They, 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 they lying and they choose bad niggas. That's what that, <laughs> That's all it is. <laughs> right. But I don't think they will just lie about that. I don't think they would just choose to be miserable. I don't think the average woman. No, they're, no they're not choosing to be miserable. They're choosing to choose bad men. They're they're choosing poorly. Why would they choose to choose bad men if there's good men? Because they don't know. Because they don't know better. But shut up, shut up. No, I'm you being just, serious. 
I'm way that, was, that was not a joke whatsoever. There, there are some people out here who choose bad people. No, that, that's always going to exist. But I'm saying that generally speaking, I don't think any woman would choose to be miserable if she had, if she felt like she had a choice. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I don't think anybody would choose to go into something knowing that she's going to go south. But there are people who are attracted to bad things, to 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 toxic parts of people, for whatever reason. That that is very true. Yeah, that's and they that, may not, that exists. And they may do it like. People who like, oh yeah, I want a hood nigga. Oh well, okay, well hood niggas usually doing some wild shit. That's it. <laughs> doing some fuck shit. But okay, well you attracted to hood niggas. Okay, well that's that's what's gonna happen. There's a high chance that that happens to you. I'm saying that most people who do that are the ones saying that there's no good men out there, and this is very what they have good. To I agree with that. So that's what I'm saying. So if you're saying there is very little good niggas out there. Then the good ones will be a commodity, would they not? Nigga, no. Being <laughs> nigga, no. I give up. Being a good dude is not a commodity. Just like being a good chick is not a commodity. You're, You're just, just supposed not. to be good. You're just supposed you to be good. Vagina's a commodity in itself. Vagina is. But not being good. Not being a good person. So you're saying that men aren't actually valuing woman in general which is objectifying them men aren't valuing themselves okay men don't value their penis like it's a commodity <laughs> therefore it has no value i disagree i feel blame, like dude blame future and all these other niggas that got four five six baby mamas okay blame these niggas don't blame me i'm just i'm, I'm just here to deliver the statistics okay <laughs> i'm i'm fa- i'm fauci Okay, I'm not gonna sugarcoat shit. This is what it is. Okay, we got a global pandemic. A niggas giving out too much dick for nothing. Okay, <laughs> sitting here telling them they're not a commodity, huh? Because you sitting there telling them they're not a commodity, so they don't value themselves. Uh, I'm just telling you the facts. But so I'm, facts. I'm not here to coach these niggas up. If we encourage them and tell them that you oh, are, my God, I'm just. I am not a life coach. I am a statistician, okay? You're destructive coach is what you <laughs> I am a statistician. Statistician? Shut up. <laughs> so tell you that bad people get chosen because they are easy to fill a void. That's that's the thing. Too. Um Terrence says, so Will, you don't feel like you're a commodity? Yeah, actually. No, I'm no, I'm I'm a I'm an outlier. Oh, there we go. Show's over with. I'm an outlier. Oh, boo. I'm, I'm, like, I'm just telling you that penis as a whole is not a commodity because too many niggas is giving it out for nothing. But I've, honestly, didn't, didn't sex studies show that women are just as, if not more, like sexually active than men? Like, I'm pretty sure that is the case. But if that is the case, then we got to keep up these lies like the women and they like we virgins. Oh my God. Oh, Mike, she said, am I a commodity? Terrence said, am I a commodity? Don't answer that. Gonna come oh, that's for him to answer. I can't do that. I can't, I coach, up these, I can't yep. coach up these niggas. I can't coach up these niggas. I can't do it. <laughs> In short, Will says, if you have a penis, don't buy yourself. Just give it away because that's what you're going to do nope, anyway. No, that's not what I, that's, you a liar. That's not what I said at all. <laughs> going to do it anyway. If you have a penis until other men, if you have a penis and you value yourself, 
until other men value themselves, your penis is worthless. Okay. I don't agree with that at all. <laughs> that's even more. That's even more reason to value yourself. <laughs> Golly, we done. We got to get to this thirst of the week. Unless somebody wants to call in, we're gonna get to this thirst of the week. <laughs> this guy's fucking worse. Um, let me see. Uh, this was week. all my fault, now. Yes, it's your fault, Amanda. Where are we at? Thirst of the week this week is my good friend, awesome, awesome person, Miss Shade Nataru. Who's a phenomenal uh, model as well as a poet? That was a, just a general dope ass person. Um, she's been out here doing this model thing for a hot minute now, and um, she's just dope as shit, man. She actually, I met her at um, one of my shows, um, Blue Note Poetry, which is coming back in July. Look out for it. Um, she came through. She spit a poem. It was dope. We became friends afterwards. We we're supposed to be doing some photo shoots um, in the near future, hopefully. But um, she's just very, very dope, man. You can check her out on her Instagram. At Shade Nataru, as well as YouTube, where she does like model life discussions, clothing hauls, hair tutorials, all that good stuff. Just life and times was just a beautiful ass black woman. Go check her out. She is the shit. Um, Greg, Greg in the comments agree. Who you agree with, Greg? Me or Will? You agree with me because I'm out here preaching facts, baby. I don't know what else to tell you, but I'm giving y'all the real. Get out of here. Oh, uh, yeah, please check her out. She is insanely dope. That is on Instagram at Shade Nataru. Um, if you don't know how to spell the name, S H A D A E N O T A D U. Very, very dope. A um, couple other quick announcements. Like I said, tomorrow night, it's going down. I'm beating Will's ass again in these battles. No, you're not. No, you're not. 6 30 p.m. Unless you go back to the braids, you don't stand a chance. Bro, I don't need. I, 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 you know what? I'm gonna go ahead and cut my hair off, just like um, ludicrous, so I can be real committed. I'm, I'm cutting yeah, okay. shit off, so I can be okay. <laughs> in there tomorrow night though, 6:30 p.m. Eastern. We're back at it with another battle. Will has Nelly. I got ludicrous. It's, it's bro. This is the hardest it's been to narrow it down to ten songs. Like it's, it was hard last week. It's dark, bro. But like, yeah, Luda, they, they they got some bangers, bro. <laughs> Great to want some. You already know Will is preaching the good book. Greg, get out. Get out. <laughs> oh my God. Get out. My God. You're gonna agree with him. Yeah, check us out tomorrow night, 6:30 p.m. Eastern, right here, same spot. Um, also remember that Ignite Reviews are moving to Patreon. Um, you definitely want to check us out this Sunday. Like I said, just if you're watching Secure, if you watched it this last Sunday, devastating stuff. We don't know what's gonna happen, but it's gonna be lit. Thank you all so much for joining us for another episode of Cooking Ignorance. We love y'all. We appreciate y'all. We'll see y'all next time. Tomorrow night. Patreon. 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 Hit us up. Patreon.com. There That's are real things. expenses involved with bringing y'all this stuff. There is. We're going, bro. We're still here. Love y'all. See y'all next time. <laughs> <laughs>